With Laurence Segalen from London and Gerard Reed from Berlin, this is Redefining Energy Minutes. Episode 33. So Gerard, you're going to talk to me about the situation in Germany? I don't know about that because you just got me to say 33 and as an Irish man, it's very difficult to say 33. <laughs> we usually say dirty tree. Yeah, Rosneft. I'm going to start with that. I mean, Laurent, we wake up every day and something new happening. But I, I suppose, look, what we describe as the nationalization of Rosneft, uh, Germany, and that's very, I think it's very, very, very interesting. And so to, just to maybe explain the background of it is that Rosneft, Germany, why it's really, really, I think, important is because of the fact that there is a refinery north of Berlin, and that refinery basically supplies Berlin with all the gasoline and diesel that it needs, right? And this particular refinery is getting its oil in through what's called the Druspa pipeline, which comes in from Russia and it supplies about a million barrels a day into Europe. And the interesting thing for me in all of it actually is that we haven't, don't forget, we're meant to have an oil embargo at the end of the year. And, you know, we've given exemptions to the likes of Bulgaria and stuff like that, but Germany doesn't have an exemption. And I look at the, the Schweed refinery and it is impossible for the Schweed refinery to run a full capacity this winter without Russian oil. It is impossible, right? So you can bring it into a port up the north and whatever. But the result of anyway was, of course, the, I think at some point the German government had no, had no point but to nationalise it. But the crazy thing is they're trying to nationalise everything at this point in time. The whole gas industry, I don't know where it stops. Yeah, Uniper... Uh... Gazprom Germania, the, the, what is that, VPG? Yeah, EMBW's gas absolutely <laughs> subsidiary. It's just like goes on and on and on. Okay, right? so you want my opinion? Yeah. I'm going to give you my opinion. There was this song way back when, I, I forgot who sang it, called Love Will Find a Way. And I'm going to say Oil Will Find a Way. <laughs> find oil a way. always find a way. You ban it here, it pops up there. Iran, Venezuela, Russia, uh, probably you're going to end up with half of the world oil under embargo of one sort or the other. Always find a way. The actually, the, look, the Chinese will buy it at the end. The Indians will buy it. And they, you know, these are big ass consumers. And the more concerning thing for me, though, is actually going back to refining products in other words the diesel and gasoline in particular if you actually look at this really what actually happened was with that million barrels that's coming in from uh, russia is it's refined here mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. it's refined here so what are you going to do without that refined oil um you know that's the issue okay oil will find a way that's oil my way. okay okay <laughs> that's oh, my okay. answer okay <laughs> so what, were you, what have you been looking at the last week oh my god one word the merge the merge the merge. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it is the, by far the most important news in the world of energy this week and probably this month. I, I've been asleep. <laughs> you've been totally asleep. So the merge is linked to a cryptocurrency called Ether. Uh -huh. Ether is the second largest cryptocurrency after the Bitcoin. So we're talking about $200 billion worth of cryptocurrency. And what they've done is that they changed their proof of ownership system and they used to have something called proof of work and now it goes to proof of stake. Oh yeah, okay. You're which about basically that. means that 
of the cranking of data centers, which was the proof of work, has disappeared, which means that Ethereum now consumes 99% less energy, literally overnight. And we are talking the equivalent of 10 nuclear plants, which have been removed from the grid. I like it. Do you know the funny thing, Laura? I own Ethereum. And actually, I saw it, but I didn't think of the repercussions like you just have. <laughs> the merge. It's very good. The, the merge. merge. I like it. Well done. Okay. And you're dead, actually. Right. You're dead right. You're dead right. Do you have anything else? Um, There's somebody I really want to celebrate. It's um, Yvon Schwinar, the founder of Patagonia. Yeah, I saw And this. he has given his company to a trust to fight climate change. Three billion. And you know, the guy's uh, in his 20s, he was an extraordinary alpinist. He, you know, he climbed in Yosemite climb and so on. He built his company out, out of nothing. And after a life of dedication, fighting climate change and then putting his whole company in a trust so it can continue uh, uh, once he's gone, that's a, that's a really uh, great achievement. That's a, that's a wonderful model. So hats off to Mr. Schwinar. Yeah, I wish him all the best as well. I agree with you on that, Laurent. Okay, before we go, uh, there was this Mercom Capital Partner list of the biggest solar developer in the world. And guess who's number one? Number one solar developer in the world. Um, it's probably some Chinese utility or something, is it? No, it's uh, LightSource BP. Really? Yeah. They have a three gigawatt operational right now, and uh, they have a pipeline of 20. They're doing a pretty good job. Hats off to Nick Boyle. Believe it or not, when we set up Alexa Capital, he was basically our first client, right? So he's a <laughs> well, great guy. They've done a great job, yeah. Yeah, well so, yeah. Can I annoy you just before we... Uh, annoy, before me, we annoy me, annoy me, annoy me. Annoy me, annoy me, annoy me. This bloody French nuclear situation. Oh, I mean, on. man, Laurent, it just gets... I looked at the numbers on Bloomberg uh, this morning. And look, your sort of French energy, nuclear energy production, it's 36% lower than it was last year, basically, right? I mean, this is mind-boggling stuff for me, right? And it's, I also thought, listen to the grid operator, I mean, basically what they said was, we have to go make demand responses. In other words, we're going to have to basically cut people off. And yeah. we need energy from abroad. I mean, that's what they were saying, right? Yeah. They're going to cut Italy off. <laughs> so I'm not super hopeful. Okay, my friend. Okay. Sorry, I mean, we finish on a, on a shitty news. I mean, it's really your, your fault. I was on a good mood with, <laughs> with Patagonia and the merge and the merge and the... the and then I had to poke you in the side. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you stop. So next week, we don't talk about French nuclear. Okay, <laughs> done deal. Have a nice week. Cheers. You too. Ciao.